everybody. Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the podcast, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is march4th.podbean.com. The link tree is in the podcast description. Y'all made it here, so you found me somehow, and I greatly appreciate you guys giving me some of your attention today with your eardrums for this episode. It really means a lot, man, and as you can tell, I'm on a positive wave right now, man. It's been uh, It's been a really interesting year. And there's a lot that's happened in my personal life in terms of, uh, you know, negative things like death and heart heartbreak. Um, but there's also been a lot of positive things in my life, too, in terms of just time with family and loved ones after, you know, um, a lot of the, the heaviness with the pandemic. Um, and also this show growing. It's been really cool to see it grow incrementally since I've been doing it really um, almost two years straight now since since uh, not long after the pandemic and to, to see the show growing it's it's been really cool man so i've i've had some of the highest highs and some of the lowest lows in 2021 but um i tell you what man i just feel really good about where things are right now i've got some cool stuff coming up that i will share with you all once it's official official um but there's some cool things happening with the podcast and just with my life and i'm just really really excited to start to see um things, like I said, continuing to get, get to, uh, you know, uh, another level with the show. You know, really, I, I do this because not really, I do do this because I love it. And, um, I love giving you guys these conversations and giving you guys these stories. And my goal for the show is really that when you're done with the podcast that day, you, um, you leave feeling inspired, you know, when you, when you pop out your, you know, your AirPods or your, you know, your headphones or whatever, I hope that uh, the hour or hour and a half of the show that you listen to, um, however long it was, and hopefully you listen to the whole thing, um, but that you leave feeling inspired and feeling rejuvenated. You know, everybody is going through something that none of us know anything about. We all have our highs and our lows and the trials and tribulations of life. And really, this show is just my platform to give the guests who come on the podcast an opportunity to share their stories with you all in the hopes that it does leave you inspired and leave you rejuvenated, man. That's the whole meaning behind March 4th for all of you first-time listeners out there is just perseverance, moving forward, overcoming, you know, um, taking those negatives that you've experienced in your life, whether they're at your own hands or the hands of somebody else, and turning them into a positive. And so um, it's really been cool to see the show continuing to grow. I get excited for every show because I love it, man. I love giving you guys this stuff, and I feel like this is part of uh, what I'm supposed to be doing with my time. I, I really feel like this is something I was called to do. You know, it was something that I kind of put down for a little bit um, in my mid 20s as I was figuring things out, and I, I started to kind of get back into it in my late 20s, but not consistently. And really, when the pandemic happened, that was sort of my kick in the arse, so to speak, to be like, all right, man, there's no better time than now, you know, working from home and being in isolation than to, to get this bad boy going again. And, um, it's one of the best decisions that I've made for myself. It's been a really challenging year. Like I said, on a personal level with heartbreak and a lot of death in my periphery, but, um, this show has really been a place that I can come. It's kind of like my sanctuary, you know, three times a month to, to give you guys these shows. And I, I'm just really 
really thankful for for the core listeners who have been there from day one and for the new listeners who are just tuning in to this show, man. I really appreciate every single one of you. And even though I hate begging for likes and subs and all that stuff, if you would be so kind and you enjoy the show, you know, maybe I'm a little trial episode for you. I hope that at the end of it that you want to stay on board, man, um, for future episodes. And the best way to do that is to subscribe. I'm on Apple. I'm on Spotify. I'm on iHeart. Um, I think you can tell your Alexa now to play March 4th with Mike Bauman, and she will, because I believe I'm on Alexis now, or Alexis, I'm on Alexa now, I'm on TuneIn Radio, Amazon Podcast, pretty much anywhere you can find your podcast, I'm, I'm on all the, the major platforms, so whether you're an Android user or an iPhone user, there's somewhere you can find me, and again, the host site is march4th.podbean.com, but if you do subscribe and you take the time to go to Apple or go to Spotify and leave a rating and review for the show, if you liked it, you leave like a five-star review, that helps the show rank higher and ultimately gets these conversations out to more people. And that's what I want, man. I want more people to hear these shows because uh, there's a lot of really cool people that come on this this podcast, man, and uh, they deserve all of their roses. And I'm a fan of giving people their roses and their love while they're alive, man, and, um, you know, inspiring people. So that's what I'm trying to do. might sound cheesy to some people, but that's what I'm trying to do with my platform, man, is to just be uh, a vessel of just... Uh, positivity and inspiration man because I get inspired by the people who come on the show and this week's guest really embodies what March 4th is all about in terms of perseverance moving forward turning a negative into a positive he is none other than Joe Lana Jr. you guys know him as the cowboy drummer on social media out of Rochester New York and uh, Joe's a great guy man drummer for Dropout Kings and I reached out to him and you guys will hear us talking about uh you know, I guess you could say some more metaphysical universe type stuff in this podcast, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things, uh, where it was like, just ask the universe for what you want, man. And, uh, I'm one of those people that I never want to bother anybody, but at the same time, when you're putting yourself out there, you got to do it right. You got to put yourself out there. You know, you're not going to find the love of your life. Isn't just going to knock on your door more than likely, you know what I mean? And it's the same thing with your dreams. You know, if you want to make stuff happen, you got to go out there and, uh, you know, not be afraid to knock on people's doors and, um, you know, send out some emails or some DMs or whatever. And uh, Dropout Kings is a band that uh, that came on my radar a couple of years ago during the pandemic. I heard Glitch Gang and I was like, whoa, it just blew me away, man. Uh, just a fusing of genres. And I was fortunate enough to get um, to get Eddie on the show, um, Eddie Wells, a.k.a. Black Cat Bill. Um, and we had a great conversation. So if you guys are Dropout Kings fans, make sure you go check that one out. Go to the website. You can go back and listen to that episode. came out in uh, April of last year. But he's a cool cat, and um, all the guys in the band are great. I've had some communication with, with like I said, with Black Cat Bill, um, with, with Adam. And uh, it was just one of those things where when Joe came into the band, I started checking out his social media with the Cowboy Drummer, and I saw... Not only how how just amazing he is on the drums, but just how he really injects his personality into his videos. You know, as as you guys listening to this, I'm sure you're a fan of his, whether you're family, friends, dropout kings, whatever the case may be. And uh, he's super dope, man. Like, he's a guy that uh, I can tell really works on his craft. But I think part of it, too, is people connect with authenticity. You know, they connect with something that's real and there's nothing fake about the videos he puts out. And uh, so I, I had started following him and, and just seeing the the humor he puts in his videos, 
uh, the different genres that he'll do drum covers over. Um, but then also I started to to learn and dig a little bit deeper into his story and about how he got to where he is now. And there was one post in particular where he had kind of talked about, you know, some struggles he had been through and kind of where he is today. And it kind of just made me tilt my head a little bit like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that about him. And so then when I started doing more research about his story and where he came from and where he is now, the meaning behind the Cowboy Drummer imprint and how personal that is for him in terms of it being a tribute to his, uh, his father and his grandpa. Um, I was like, man, I really want to get this guy on the podcast. So I reached out and he hit me back up and we eventually figured out a time, man. So I don't want to give too much away in the intro. Obviously, if you know Joe personally, you know his story, but I don't want to give too much away to the rest of you who maybe aren't as familiar because we had a really great conversation just about perseverance and moving forward and uh, how Joe got to where he is today, man. And it really, like I said, embodies what this podcast is all about. And I'm super stoked to give you guys this episode. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Joe Lana Jr., a.k.a. the Cowboy Drummer of Dropout Kinks. Here it is. Well, Joe, thanks again for doing this, man. Like we were just talking about before I officially hit record, like I'm a, I'm a big fan of Dropout Kings. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, it was cool to be able to get Eddie on the show last year and uh, just to see the rise of, of where you guys have gone. Uh, but you have an interesting journey too, man. And I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about kind of where you started from in, in Rochester, where you're from and, and kind of where you are now and this audience you've built through your social media platforms as a cowboy drummer. So really excited to get you on here, man. Thank you so much for doing it. Yo, thank you so much for having me, dude. I'm, I'm totally stoked. I, I love like just kind of saying my story any chance I can to anyone who wants to listen, just in hopes that, you know, I can maybe inspire or help someone. So the fact that you just have me on here to do that is awesome. So thank you, bro. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. So, so I do like to take people, uh, to take them back to kind of the beginnings of this. So for people who, who are unaware, um, your cowboy drummer theme, like the logo, everything comes from a tribute to your dad and your grandpa. Uh, and your dad was Joe Lana senior, your junior. So I'm sure from just from reading about you, it sounds like music was, was always around you, but do you remember um, that first moment that got you hooked on the drums? Cause I know some people have like a dad who's on the drums and then maybe they pick up guitar cause they don't want to do the same thing or they play in a band with their dad. So they're on a different instrument, but um, what was that earliest musical memory for you, man? Cause I know drums have been party like your whole life. Yeah, dude, absolutely, bro. I appreciate you knowing all that stuff because you were dead on. My dad and my grandpa are totally the whole reason behind the cowboy drummer. And um, yeah, I've been playing my whole life. I remember like the moment when I wanted to play was my dad was playing this like big festival gig. I was, dude, I was probably like four, right? I was just like a little little shit running around the stage and shit, right? <laughs> um, my dad started doing like a drum solo and he would just do like a kick drum pattern, just like doom, 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 doom. And he'd just be holding that, looking at me, and he'd like have drumsticks in his hand. He'd be like, come, come on, come over here. So I would like run up, grab the drumsticks, and he's doing like the kick, doom, doom. And then I'd start playing on the floor, Tom, like boom, do good, do good, doom, do good, do good, boom, do good, boom, right? Like I would be doing like a whole beat. 
and uh the crowd would just be like roaring and it would be crazy and I remember that moment I remember being like four years old up there doing that so I think that was the moment when I was like you know like let's go I'm a drummer you know? yeah and you had the crowd and everybody there too watching you so I'm sure as a kid getting that like getting that energy like oh other people love this too this is awesome Dude, it really was a great impact on me as a young boy, like <clears throat> being able to like right then and there, I knew like, this is what I want to do. You know, <laughs> like I wanted to, I wanted, I loved that. So, I mean, I wanted to do other things. Like I wanted to be a basketball player and all that when I was like growing up, but that was like the inception of the drumming part of my life. That's sure. cool, man. And and your dad, when, when I was reading about him, you, you have like the, the land of family, like that's a big family, right? Did he have like you, do you have yeah. like seven or eight brothers and sisters or something and you've got yeah, a bunch dude. of like cousins and nieces and nephews and stuff yeah man yeah that's cool that you that you know that he, he there was nine of them um oh wow dude huge family two sets of twins my dad is a twin and then they have you know another set of twins uncle sam and uncle tim they're twins and then uh two girls and then three other boys yeah big big family lots of cousins some of them i never even met you know <laughs> <laughs> Like literally there's, I have so much family, dude. Like, cause some of them have eight, nine kids and there's great grandkids and great grand second uncles and dude, it's just crazy. But yeah, that's cool that you, uh, that you read that. Would you read that somewhere? And I, I did. I did. Yeah. I, I love doing this stuff, man. So I always want to, you know, I, for me, it's, I, I say it's homework, but it's not even homework just cause I love music and, um, and I love doing these podcasts. So yeah, I always, I always make sure I come prepared and, know about people's lives you know what I mean that's sick dude I appreciate you for that good stuff man so your dad was one so you have two sets of twins as far as your dad so his family there's nine of them you said total and yeah. within that nine there were two sets of twins yeah one uh fraternal which was my father and my uncle Lou and then uncle Sam and uncle Tim are identical <laughs> wow and they look nothing alike like the two sets of twins you wouldn't even think that they're all brothers, you know, <laughs> it's wild. And they're years apart. Like they had the twins. Um, they had my dad and uncle Lou and then like a couple other kids. And then the other twins, like years later, you know, it was like wild how that worked out. I don't know how you have two sets of twins like that. And they look completely different. <laughs> it's crazy. So were, were any of your aunts and uncles, like are any of them musical as well? Or was the drums just something that your dad latched onto? Yeah. So actually it was my uncle Dave, um, which he passed away as well. Um, but oh, sorry, he was my dad's, yeah, thank you, bro. That he, he died like a year before my father, but he, he, um, he started playing drums. So he was the drummer in the family. And then, uh, he was like in bands and stuff. And then my dad, like, just liked that. And, you know, when, when uncle Dave was like maybe 19, my dad was probably like six or seven, you know? So he was like a little kid, but eventually he started playing the drums and then got better than Dave. And then Dave like fell off and quit playing. And then my dad just became the drummer of the family, you know, but my uncle Tim plays, dude, he's freaking sweet. He's in a band. Um, and yeah, we're all kind of musically inclined. My uncle Lou is a singer songwriter. My dad's twin. Amazing. He's writes amazing songs, dude. Like I'm surprised they're not in movies. I think he's going to hit a home run with one of these, but He's um, I'll send you a link for his stuff, too. Yeah, let me know, man. Yeah. Check out Uncle Lou there. He's he's the man. He's my dad's twin brother. So he's uh, he's what I got left in my dad, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. and, and your dad was in, in, in a lot of bands, right? Like I read that it was the Uncle Plum was one of them, right? And then uh, Unlimited, was it Me and the Boys? And then another one was Significant Other? Were those the bands? It's, yeah, dude, yes. With many countless other bands. But yes, those were his, bit. like Uncle Plum, they were, that's so sick that you know that. Uncle Plum was like the pinnacle band in Rochester, New York at one point in time. They were the most popular, everyone knew when they were playing, dude, it was like packed. Um, it was wild. And everyone knew my dad in the city. Like he was like a local celebrity. The, the singer of Uncle Plum is now in Chris Daughtry's band, plays in Daughtry. Oh, Albio wow. Fernandez. And he's like my best friend. He's I've known him my entire life. Him and my dad were best friends. So it's cool how that connects him too. Cause now he went on and did, he's, you know, he's in Daughtry <laughs> big time. So that's cool. Oh, uh, L- LVO from, um, from Rock Academy? Yeah. Yes, bro. My That's man. awesome, dude. Dude, for real. LVO's the man. He's, uh, he's my guy, and he's doing really amazing things. But, yeah, so he was in Uncle Plum with my dad. They were, like, the main band. But, yeah, me and the boys, uh, Significant Other, all those bands you mentioned, those were his, like, most recent ones that he was doing. And, and sure. was your dad, he was touring and stuff? Like when you were growing up, was he, were they shows uh, outside of Rochester and like around the country and stuff? Yeah, my dad did. He went overseas too. He went to like Japan and Guam and the Philippines and he toured all over there playing with all kinds of people. He did like acts with like, that would have like 20 people on stage, dancers, you know, horn section. My dad would be playing like those type gigs for like banquet halls and shit, you know? He did a lot of that and he'd be away for a long time, but we all knew what he was doing. So, we let, you know, my mom was cool, letting him live the dream and stuff. So, but he, he didn't do much touring around the U.S. He really did more around like the world. <laughs> Internationally. Yeah, he did a lot more international shit. Yeah, for sure. So at what age were you, Joe, when you really started to take it seriously? You mentioned that moment when you were four and that being kind of like one of those moments that still sticks with you. But when did you really start to, to really focus on drum? Because watching your videos, like what impresses me, and I'm not just saying this to like butter your bread because you're kind enough to come on here. But what impresses me is like your rhythm and your timing and how you're able to listen to a song, whether it's something that's more electronic based, you know, or something that's more metal based and you or rap and you can uh like you had the meek mill and drake song like and you can tap into that rhythm and and find a drum pattern for it so it's obvious to me that you really have owned your craft but like at what age did you really start to take it seriously that's a good question man yeah so you would think it's gonna surprise you because being like four years old and really like falling in love with drums then i see some of these kids on instagram and tiktok that are 16 17 with huge platforms doing shit that i should have been doing Back then, I actually didn't take it serious till I was about like 25 and I'm 30 now. So really, I really didn't take drums serious. I don't, I just, you know, I waited for so long. Don't know why, but I, I eventually uh, just went full force, especially when my dad passed away. But yeah, about 25 is when I really got serious with it. So mm-hmm. had you been in any bands up until that point, like uh, up until 25? Um, yeah, I was in just like some local bands and doing like garage band shit, you know? Um, but yeah, I really just did a couple local projects. And then once I hit like 25, I got in this band that did a little bit of touring. They're from Rochester, another local band, but we just were original and then we toured a little bit. So I had some experience just like on the road 
Um, but then I left that band and then like two or three years went by of me doing nothing. Just tick. That's when I was like, All right, I'm going TikTok and Instagram and just, you know, I left this band. I'm going to try to join a new band. I set out to try to join a band by posting videos on online. Um, and then the dropout Kings happened after that. So yeah, I was really only in that one band that toured. Was that outlier? Yes. Outlier. Yes. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and I know there's been some heavy stuff along the way. And like I told you in the beginning, um, you know, we don't have to, to, to cross any bridges that you don't want to, man, but I, you know, you mentioned your dad's passing and obviously I read about how much that impacted you. And, and I'm really sorry for your loss, man, genuinely. Cause I can't even imagine like, you, you've talked about your dad and your grandpa and like for people who don't know, like you, the cowboy thing comes from your grandpa, right? Cause he always wore a cowboy hat. And uh, I was really tight with my grandpa. Like right now, every podcast, I keep a picture of him uh, right by my computer. I wear his necklace every single day. So um, I can't even imagine what that was like for you, man. And so I don't want to take you back to the painful day when your dad died. And from what I read, it was unexpectedly, but what I do want to ask you about is, was that kind of the impetus for you to really go, you know what, man, like I, I really got to kind of do this for him. Like I grew up with him being around music's a big part of my life and I love drumming. And, and so why not go full bore with this right now? Dude, that's literally 100%. That is the reason once he passed away that lit the fire under my ass that just was like, I need to go because before he passed away, I, I had like a, I had my own company. I was a contractor. I did like gutter work and I, I had uh, employees. I had a house and a pool. I was successful. Like I, I was putting all my energy and focus into, you know, doing that, which was good, but I didn't love it. Like I knew I wanted to play drums and I knew I wanted to chase my dream. Um, but I just was doing this whole ass other business which is was successful but yeah when my dad died it made me completely I dude I changed my I broke up with my girlfriend I sold my company I sold my house I went full force at just drumming because when I lost him dude I didn't give a fucking shit about nothing like I was like no my dad is gone I don't even care about my car payment screw everything screw you like you know it was mixed emotions of anger and sadness and and you know but it definitely motivated me to just uh not worry about what was going to happen and change being willing to change my life my comfortable life to just go and do what i know he wanted me to do you know so yeah. i just went full force and didn't care <laughs> you know like and helped me you know i think him passing away really needed to happen in order for all of this i just believe like god has a plan for us and that was his time and the timing of everything was just going to work out and it so far it has been yeah i wanted to ask you about the spiritual aspect of that and i'm always i'm always touchy about going to those places with people because obviously faith is a, is a really personal thing but i know sure. you've posted stuff about manifestation and things before and you've you've posted things about your your rock bottom before which again you know we don't, if you don't want to go there, we don't have to go there. But I, I think it was a post you did where you, where you showed like, uh, you know, playing the drums during the MG, MGK show last year, you guys were at a festival. I can't remember if it was, it, was it Iowa? Was that where yeah. you guys were? And, yeah. um, 
the crowd was into it. There was a bunch of people and um, you're basically just like, man, it was amazing. I can't remember exactly how you put it, but it was like, I can't believe where I used to be to like where I am right now. So for the listeners of this show, you know, with, with your dad's death and everything, like, I mean, what else were you going through? If, if you don't mind me asking, um, as far as when you look back, maybe a few years to where you are now, like, was there, was there a bottom and then was there a turning point or a tipping point, you know, um, even beyond your, your dad's passing? Yeah. So it was all before my dad, uh, passed, which was actually good because, um, I, yeah, I got addicted to drugs at a young age when I was like 15, got my wisdom teeth pulled out. Um, I was already partying, drinking and shit, smoking cigs and smoking weed. And, uh, they told me like, Hey, you're going to get dry sockets. So don't start, drink out of a straw. Don't smoke, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and what did I do? Right. So get, got a bunch of dry sockets. Anyways, moral of that story, they loaded me up with pain pills and just loaded me up. And then by the time that was all went away, they stopped giving them to me. And I was like, well, I've liked these pills, <laughs> so I'm going to find them. And then I just like started getting into that. And then, um, yeah, from there, dude, it just spiraled and I became a really bad heroin addict and went to jail a bunch of times, got arrested a bunch of times. It crushed my dad because his uh, brothers, some of his brothers went through that and he saw that growing up and he saw them stealing from family members and just bad stuff. And and he didn't. And then once I was on that, it just crushed him. But I actually got clean and got off of all of that stuff. I mean, I've been clean for almost 10 years now, so it's, it's been a long time. So my dad saw me um, go through that, and then he saw me come out of that. And then from there, he saw me, you know, start my business and become successful. So, like, he got to see that, and that's amazing. You yeah. know, he didn't just die, and I'm fucking some f- fucked up. Like, I, I appreciate that I got to at least put him at, at ease. But, yeah, all, that whole uh, turning point of – doing that, getting my lowest low and coming back up was before he passed. But it's funny because when he passed, a lot of people, my close friends like reached out to me and were concerned that I might relapse, which is understandable. Yeah. But in my mind, I was like, you guys have no idea. Like I, I, it was almost insulting because I was just like, I'm so far past that. I'm like, at that point, it was like seven years clean. And I was like, no way. And um, once that happened and I knew I was never going to touch that shit again. I knew my life was just changed forever, but yeah. Um, I forget exactly what the question was, but th- that was about where the, the turning point was like when I was in jail and shit, realizing that this wasn't the life I should be living, you know? Well, congrats on 10 years sober, Joe. Um, actually the episode, so this, this episode will be April when people hear this, but um, so th- this episode I'm going to reference is already going to be out, but one of my best friends who I've known since I was 10 years old um, he's been sober a little over a year now as of January. Um, and for wow. him, it was, you know, cocaine and alcohol. And, uh, one of the hardest parts of that conversation when I listened back on it, cause I was literally, literally editing it yesterday. Um, cause his birthday is the 21st and it's going to be coming out March 22nd. So again, by the time people hear this, it'll already be out. But, um, was that he, he had gotten to a point where he was ready to book a one-way ticket and kill himself. And I had no idea how, how low things had gotten with him and how bad they were. And, um, it just, it broke my heart because it's like, you know, there, you know, 
you fight with your boys. You know what I'm saying? Like there's times with your friends where, you know, there, there were moments where we didn't speak. We, we got into it about stuff, but we always came back around because we just had that love for each other, literally like brothers from other mothers. You know what I mean? But, but when he told me that, when we were talking about his sobriety and kind of the tipping point for him, and uh, he told me, he was like, dude, I was ready to go to Detroit because we're from Toledo. So I grew up about an hour south of Detroit. Um, okay. And uh, I know you got some dropout Kings guys that are, you know, uh, Rob's from Detroit, I believe. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but when he told me he was going to book a one-way ticket and then he was like, dude, I don't know what happened. He was like, but I, I remember I ended up back home. I remember being on my way to the airport, getting ready to book a one-way ticket to do that. And then I ended up back home and that's when he kind of broke down in front of his family and went to rehab. So I'm just sharing that with you because I appreciate you sharing your, your story with the listeners of this show too. Cause that's kind of what it's all about is like, I think sometimes people get so wrapped up in that darkness and that, that pole and, um, you know, just being a fan of music. And I, I read, uh, most of Nikki Six's book back in the day, the heroin diaries. So I know how crazy addictive, like I've never done it, but just from reading his story, like how crazy addictive that drug is and how crazy the high is. So the fact that you're still here, man, and that you're able to pull through that. Um, I think that's uh, really awesome, dude. Yo, dude, thank you, bro. And for your buddy there too, big congrats on the year. That's amazing. And he's got to just keep doing that and he'll be in good hands, man. That drug is literally is not good. Like, you know, you think of like uh, getting high, it's supposed to be fun, you know, like, I, you know, I know everyone's different. Some people don't like to like smoke a little weed or whatever. I personally do. And it's like, it's supposed to be fun when you do like heroin and these hard drugs, it is not fun. <laughs> it just makes you sick and it makes you, it tricks your brain into thinking that you need it because it puts you in that shitty ass withdrawal feeling that, you know, if you just do a little bit, it, it all goes away. So, but you, you, you don't need it. You know, it's just a trick. So it's, it's really a messed up thing. And anyone who's uh, going through that, I feel for you and please feel free to DM me on Instagram or message me somewhere. And I will talk to you. I mean, I'll talk to you on the phone for a fucking hour. If you want, I don't, I don't, I don't really care because I've been there. I know what it's like. So yeah, anyone dealing with that, feel free to reach out, reach out to people too, you know, your loved ones and whatnot. Um, Cause you can do it like your buddy there, you know, he's doing it. And that's amazing. I love to hear that. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. That's what he said. He was like, uh, don't, he, you know, I asked him, I said, what advice would you give to people? And he's like, man, just, he's like, do not be afraid to talk to somebody and seek help, you know, cause for him, it was alcohol. And uh, I don't think he ever did. I don't think it was ever heroin. Um, it, he ever got to, to heroin, but he was doing cocaine a lot. And I never yeah, knew well, it was that bad. I thought it was just kind of like a party thing for him. But then it kind of became a dependency thing, like you're talking about where you where you think you need it, you know, and so yeah. um, I appreciate you sharing that, man. And just um, before we get off of that, like for you, what was the turning point there before you started your business and everything? You mentioned being in jail a few times, like, was there finally a bottom where you're like, okay, this is it. Like, cause kicking something like heroin, I, I know is, is a really challenging thing, man. Oh, dude. Yeah. I tried kicking it for so many, so many times they would, I would go out to like my aunts who lives out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And I would stay there for like two weeks and bunker down and my family would be driving me and trying to help me. Like we tried everything rehabs. Um, but the real turning point was one time I went to jail and um this guy in there was like in the cell next to me I couldn't see his face but we just talked all the time and 
he one day was just asking me like, yo, how old are you? And I was just like, you know, 20 and 21, however old I fucking was. And um, he was like, yo, why are you like, he's just said a lot of shit that made me, he's like, you're young, dude. You Like, why are you coming in here doing this? You sound like a good guy. This was like a couple days into us talking. He eventually like asked me personal shit. And he's like, you seem like a good kid, man. What are you doing in here? That whole conversation just really opened me up and, was a big turning point. I still fucked around a little bit after that, but I, I thought about that very heavy weight on my mind. And the next time I went in to like, see the judge, um, I, I had fucked up <clears throat> and cause that was in drug court and they were drug testing me. So every time I go in there, I'd have to take a drug test and I'd have to tell them like, am I going to be clean or dirty? They wanted you to tell them beforehand. And like, I told them I was good. And cause I thought I was, and then like, I failed it. So at that point, he was like, you're going to jail for your original sentence, which was two years. <laughs> He's like, you're done. I'm that's it. Dude, like a week into that, he fucking the, they came and got me and uh, they were just like, the judge wants to see you. And I came back out and then the judge said basically the same shit that guy said in the cell. Dude, He was like, yo, you're a good kid. I'm I don't think this is right. I know you're doing the wrong thing, but I want to just. I was just like, yo, what you guys are putting me through right now. So it made me think back to that guy in that cell, man, from Roanoke, Virginia. I remember, um, forget his name, but I know he's from Roanoke, Virginia. <laughs> and, uh, he, um, yeah, that, that both of those moments, but I kind of combine it as one thing, you know, um, that was like the turning point, dude. Cause then after I got out of jail that last time, I just stopped doing it. I went through the sickness, dude. I, it was horrible. I couldn't sleep for like three months. Like every night was just a horrible time. And I would dread it like shit. It's fucking 10 o'clock. I got to go to bed soon. Like, but you, I pushed through it all. I just pushed through it, man. I just drank water. I worked out. I smoked a lot of weed and, uh, it got me right through. And I just like never went back, dude. And that was the transition, I guess. I just got scared into jail and shit, you know, but well, I, I think I speak for all your fans, man, and everybody in Dropout Kings that I'm I'm happy you made it through that and you're still here. And it's it's crazy because I think and if this gets too trippy, let me know because you might be like, well, this is that's way too weird. But I think that sometimes like I believe in God, I believe in a higher power. Maybe some people listen to this don't. And that's cool, too. I'm not trying to shove my stuff on anybody. Yeah, right. But I do feel like sometimes the universe or God comes to you in different ways. And it's weird because for you and one end. <clears throat> I almost feel like that guy in that cell was sort of like the universe, like, Hey, you know, trying to show you something. And then you're, you're in a situation where you think, well, crap, I'm going to be in jail for two years. And then you get shown mercy street. And then that judge has that same conversation with you. Like, it's like the universe kind of puts you back on that different path, man. You know, at least, I don't know, just outside looking in, listening to that. Cause I feel like sometimes like, a, you know, like, like this whole, whole different thing. Like we, we obviously have two separate lives, but like, um, you know, when I got back into this stuff, I always felt that pull, like, I got to do this, I got to do this. And I sometimes you have people close to you like, Oh, why aren't you doing that anymore? Why don't you and then the pandemic kind of in isolation, maybe get back into this stuff. So anyway, I, I'm relating two very different things. But I just when you told me that it just made me think like, yeah, sometimes I feel like God or the universe, wherever you want to call it comes to us in weird ways. And it kind of resets you, you know, dude, it's so true. It's like fate is gonna happen. And you have you have fate. 
this is just shit that I believe. But everything that you said, I fucking agree. I believe that shit. I'm with you. I just believe like there's like fate that's it's going to happen, you know, and then free will. So like you can go and do things and go against it. But ultimately, your fate, I feel like comes out. And that's like the universe. Like me, I'm not supposed to be a jailed drug addict. I'm not supposed to be there. It's not my fate, you know. Um, but free will, I kept doing it until the universe was like, okay, you're not getting it <laughs> here. We're going to fucking, here we go. And they just will throw it at you. Like you said, via that guy and the judge and just like you starting your, your thing. You know, I, th- I feel like you're supposed to be doing this and you had people coming at you. Yo, you should be doing this. You should be doing this. Why aren't you doing that? That's like the universe shit, dude. I'm with you. That, that's the type of stuff I believe. And that's the type of stuff I like to spread and you know i'm just spiritual and god too like i wear a cross every day um i I combine those as one the universe and god and manifesting it's all just you know god to me yeah that's the way i like to see it yeah man i I feel like it's all it's all loving and it's that force that you can tap into whenever you need it you know and um I even see like numbers and stuff. Like I see three, three, three a lot. And again, there might be some people listen to this who think like, Oh, what the hell is this guy talking about? But like numerology and all that stuff. I think, I do think there's a pattern to the universe and I think there's like a natural order to things. And um, we get redirected when we're supposed to be somewhere and when we're not supposed to be somewhere, you know? Yeah, for sure. I I love that, man. Seeing the numbers and stuff. I, I, the same, same shit. (laughs) I agree. And I, I'm totally into it. And then I'll even like Google it. Like, and yeah, I know what you said, like a lot of people don't fuck with this type of shit. So if we sound crazy, I apologize, but you should look it up because a lot of people it's there for a reason. I mean, if you look, even Google it, like, Oh, what does it mean when I see three, 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 a bunch of people talk about it and it's cool. So open up a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, and I think that's the thing, right? Like when you see people sometimes who are really locked in, I'm like, man, they just have their antenna tuned. You know what I mean? And then sometimes when you meet people with bad energy, like sometimes you just want to shake them, especially when it's people that have potential, right? Because you go, God, if you would have just, if you would just do this, man, like you have all this love and this light and this energy, but you keep choosing this other dumb stuff. Like, you know, and I, and I do that with myself too, because I'm my own worst enemy. I'm like that lit song. Like I, anxiety, OCD, these irrational fears and stuff that I've had. And I've had anxiety issues since I was a kid. And I've, I've opened up on here about you know, therapy and stuff and how that's helped me. Um, but it's just like learning to get out of your own way and, and learning to not be afraid. And that's why I think it's so cool what you're doing, man, because, you know, it takes guts to, to go after your dreams, you know, and to put those hours in that nobody sees, you know, for all the videos that you do post, they didn't see all the stuff before all that, you know what I mean? When your fingers are bleeding and, you know, or you're doing lessons with kids and stuff, all, all those hours have led into you being into dropout Kings now. And I think that sometimes, you know, we forget, especially with social media, right? And you know it because you're very active on social media. It's very easy to look at people and go, oh, well, this guy just did this. And this is like, no, Joe didn't just post one video. Like he's been doing this since he was a kid and he went through all this stuff, but he also had the courage to go after what he wants. And and that's something I have to remind myself of, like, don't be afraid to reach out to people. Like even reaching out to you, I'm like, I don't want to bother people. I don't want to pester people. But I'm like, ah, if I never ask, I'll, you know, I'll never know. You know what I mean? So anyway, that's my little rant on, on kind of everything that's going on. No, dude, you're so right. Yo, that's actually my guitar player or no, I'm sorry. My bass player, Chucky Guzman. 
that's his thing. And we all say it now, but he, he always says like, just ask, you just got to ask. That's his freaking slogan, man. Like he's asked, he's gotten us so much shit, bro. Just from asking, he's gotten us like discounts, bit like he, he just will ask like all kinds of shit. And like worst case, they just say, no, he's like, all right, cool. He don't yeah. care. Like, he's not afraid of a no. And that's why he asks and he gets shit, man. Wild fucking shit happens when you just ask. So I appreciate you asking me to be on. That was cool. Yeah, man. And in the in the time we have left, and I want to be respectful of your time, Joe. And thanks again so much for doing this, man. So so take me through, you know, you mentioned your dad passing, you know, the drug addiction. You you overcame that. He got to see you, you know, overcome that in your life before his passing. And and now you're doing the cowboy drummer thing as a tribute to him. At what point did it start to you really notice it start building when you were posting online? And then when did the the, the dropout kings call come? Yeah, so um it started um let's see in 2020, early 2020, um it started really popping off. Like uh famous people started uh sharing my like Tommy Lee shared one of my videos, Cardi B shared one of them, uh fucking uh, the, this other rapper, what the hell's his name? Dude, like a bunch of people were just like sharing, and then I was getting messages, and then um, one of my videos blew up on TikTok with where the drumstick got stuck in my finger. Live, dude, like I flipped the stick, I caught it, and it like splintered into my finger, and I was like holding it, it was like dangling. Ah, uh. yeah, that was like early 2020, and then um, I got the call for Dropout Kings. September or no so okay so that was like March or April of 2020 and then in September of 2020 I I was popping off more then because those viral videos earlier in the year got me up I had like 20,000 followers on TikTok um in September I did a cover of Dropout Kings song and then they like commented on it and shit and they were like this is dope cool so September and then in April of 21 um handful of months later I get a message from the guitar player stage and he's just like, yo, are you in a band? And I click on his profile and I see, you know, guitar player for dropout Kings. So immediately I knew I was like, he's about to ask me to join the band. I already know he's about to ask me and this is fucking cool. So um, I probably was making videos online for a good year for a year. Um, and then I got the gig. Yeah. Every single day I posted a video, dude. I don't even think I missed a single day. I just grinded. I just drummed, recorded, edited, drum, record, edit, post. And then, yeah, about a year of that <laughs> till I landed Dropout Kings. Wild. That is wild. And, and within this last year, you guys have had so many uh, like awesome moments, like sign into Suburban Noise, um, touring with the head PE guys, you know, who have been around for forever and are still doing their thing. You've got a lot of festivals coming up, but um, that that post that you made from that MGK show, like I know that was a huge moment for the band. Like, was that kind of like a culmination thing for you as well? Because even when you posted that about manifesting and everything, I, it, it seems like that was kind of a high watermark for you with everything that you had gone through to that point. Yeah, um, that was a <clears throat> that was a good. Wait, so what, I'm sorry. What was like exactly was the question? I was kind of no, there. no. You're fine, man. No, I do this a lot. No, I'm I'm learning to, <laughs> I'm learning <laughs> to be more concise. No, so I'm, I'm saying like so after after joining the band, it, that was April 2021 when you got the ask. 
and you guys have had a lot of great shows along the way, but it seemed like that moment, like just from, from what, you know, even the DOK guys have posted, like, it seemed like that was kind of a high watermark for you. Like what was that kind of a, a high point for you when you look back at your journey from, from where you came from to now, was that kind of like, wow, like we're, we're on this bill and the kids were going crazy too. I mean, it wasn't like people had like arms folded and stuff. Like when you guys were jamming, it was like the kids were into it. Like, was that when you look at like kind of where you came from and where you are now, was that kind of like a a big moment for you when you look at your career to this point? Dude, for sure. Without a doubt, man. And, and to be honest, dude, I knew I was going to manifest getting into a band. Like when I, uh, when my dad died and um, my grandpa died years before that, but once he died, it triggered me to do the, the cowboy drummer thing, mix them both. Um, that was like, uh, um, shit, I lost my train of thought. That was, uh, I, that's when I went really hard at saying, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to manifest this. I'm going to get in a band. I would like speak this shit out loud. And then when uh, the dropout, when dropout Kings like saw that one post, I even said I was going to join that. Band. I was like, watch, I end up in that band. I said it to myself. I knew I just fucking felt it. I was like, I'd be perfect in that band. I play like rap shit. I fucking, so like, I already feel like I purposely joined that band and then, yeah. And then getting on these cool bills is, is wild. Like, dude, when we did that MGK show, there was like a rapper dude that was on before us and, you know, he was doing his thing. It was cool. I, you know, I just feel like the crowd, they got bored and like they were like anxious so when we got up um it just they were fucking extra crazy you know but that was probably one of the the coolest shows i i I do reflect back on that a lot though i'm just like that moment when i knew i was like manifesting that and getting in the band on purpose it's totally cool how you can just like speak shit and intention just like intend to do something chase your goal just anyone can achieve any goal too that's another thing. Anyone, like anything you want to do, you can literally just be like, okay, I'm doing this. You know, I'm going to get my PhD in fucking whatever category. And then you can do it. Like everyone who is a PhD was at one point that <laughs> literally they were not a PhD and they were just like me. And they were like, what do I need? I got to do that. I want to do this. And they went through and did it. So anyone can do anything. And that's always a message I can tie into any question. So <laughs> I might as well just throw that out there. Yeah. And I think a good place for us to kind of wrap up, man, is you mentioned, uh, and thanks again so much for doing this, dude. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed this. And, uh, and I'm hoping I get to see you guys live soon. Cause I know at one point there I'm in the Nashville area and there was supposed to be a show in Nashville and then it didn't, it didn't happen. And it, and, and that's what happens with touring and booking and stuff, especially like right now with uh, the virus, unfortunately still lingering and whatnot, but I'm looking forward to catching you guys live one day, my guy. But um, you mentioned LVO earlier. And for people who don't know, he's part of Rock Academy. And I think that's that's where you post a lot of your stuff from, too. Right. And and you do lessons and things like that. So um, I didn't know, you know, going into this conversation, I didn't know that he was super tight with your dad and and played in, in that band with him, Uncle Plum. So can you talk about just your relationship with him? And And I got to imagine, like, on your path, like. I can't imagine how proud your family is of you just because not only your dad drumming, but seeing that you have that same love for it. But what has LVO meant to you, man? And obviously he's in, he's in Daughtry and unfortunately they've had some, some tough times, you know, uh, this, this past year, but um, what's he meant to you in your life, dude, and his relationship and seeing you fulfill this dream. 
Dude, yeah, that's a that's a great question and a great point to touch on because Albio has really, really been a huge part of it. Like especially uh, when my dad passed away, he came back home wherever he was at. Um, he came back home and stopped doing whatever he was doing, and he said, "We're putting on a memorial show for Joe." You know, like they, they were literally best friends. He's he's got the my so I have my dad's logo tattooed on my hand, which obviously I'm sure you know. Um, yeah. He's got that logo on the drum head, which you probably saw that too, because I have that one video where I'm kind of showing you around. But yeah, he's all over that place. He's got his picture up in there. Um, Elvio has been huge for it because, um, oh, actually, no, let me go back to that show. He put on this big show called Lana Palooza. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it was like a memorial thing. And I played with Uncle Plum and we played, went and ripped like a five or six song set. And, bunch of other local big we got all the big local acts and there was like ten thousand people there it was a wild wild thing so he did that that was huge and then from there he was like yo you use my space he gave me the key um straight up is like yeah go there anytime you want and set up your drums make your videos keep doing your thing anything you need like any questions i text them all the time like questions that whether it's like business stuff just music business how how should i you know like manager shit like anything it, he just he knows a lot and um i can ask him you know how do i go about getting endorsements and how do i go about doing this and that he's like the most solid guy ever man without him i i wouldn't there'd be a lot of shit that i i'd be struggling to do and wouldn't have someone to ask you know so yeah Elvio fernandez he's the man dude and he's the man here in rochester too everyone knows him and everyone knows he's he's the man <laughs> like literally that's all i could say about him it's huge so. well i'm glad that i'm glad that he's had a, such a positive influence on you in your life man and, and that so many people have gotten to see you turn the corner and do your thing and uh i know your pops is with you man like uh, even though we don't know each other all this is the first time we talked like i can feel that energy and and i think what's what's cool about what you what you do too is you put a lot of humor into um into your videos like i saw the one you did with coheed and cambria and then they they reacted uh yes, when you're doing yeah. the solo and stuff that had to be pretty cool because i think those guys are new york guys too right or new jersey they're from over there right yeah they are they're from new york or yeah new jersey or new york somewhere but they're they're from the city and they're they're cool as fuck we're actually our um their drummer loves us and he tweeted us and was like yo i just found this band like what's good and next thing you know like he dm'd adam and him and adam were going back and forth and now they're boys he just guest listed us to a show like you know like so we hang out and well, we haven't hung out with them but we talk to them all the time and then now on april 24th we're playing you fest with them so i get to chill in the back with them and meet them and i'm gonna talk about that video i, I don't know if they know i'm in dropout kings you know oh, they not, you don't know if they they know the connection yeah, I don't know if they know. So when I see them on the 24th, I'm going to I'm going to be like, yo, what's up? You know, I'm the guy you guys duetted like <laughs> that's going to be funny. So I'll put that on my vlog. Keep an eye out for that. I'm going to film that. <laughs> yeah, dude, that'll be awesome. And I think by the time I release this, it'll be you guys will be getting ready to play that. And that's a great place to wrap up is just, um, you know, you guys have a lot of really cool festivals coming up. Because, yeah, that one, U-Fest is Arizona. So that'll basically that's like a hometown gig for Dropout Kings, basically. So I'm sure that's yeah. going to be pretty awesome for you guys. But, but kind of like, you know, coming full circle with this conversation, just like your dad, man, like you're, you're going to be going overseas. Like you guys are going to, you're supposed to have shows in what Germany, 
the Czech Republic. Like how, how stoked are you for that, man? Dude, I'm so stoked. I thought we were going to cancel it, to be honest. I was thinking because of everything going on in the world and we were like, yeah, we're probably just going to take a step back from that. But the other day, I, you know, our management, everyone got together. Everyone has been assessing the situation and people are going over there. People tours are happening. I mean, there's no one's stopping. So we're, we're going, we're going to go. And I cannot wait. That's going to be cool to go overseas, like in honor of my father. I didn't even think of that till you said that. So thank you for connecting that. Cause that's dope. I get to go do like what my dad did, you know, that's fucking sweet. So I yeah, can't man. wait for that. Yeah. Well, Joe, I, I can't thank you enough, dude, for, for taking the time to do this and be, being cool enough to reschedule, man. I was really excited to get you on here. And uh, like I said, I try to maintain like, kind of like what Chucky says, like not being afraid to ask, but also not, you know, being the, being a pest, being the guy that's knocking somebody's door down. Cause I know you're a busy dude, but um, I'll put up the links in the podcast description for the episode, but uh, let people know where they can find you if they're not familiar, man. Yo, thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate everything you do. Um, I appreciate you like rescheduling with me as well. Um, yeah. You're the man. I'm going to share all your shit too, and make sure people know what you're doing. Cause I dig it. And as for me, I'm the cowboy drummer on pretty much everything. You can go on TikTok, type in the cowboy drummer, Instagram, the cowboy drummer. I have a Facebook page and um, yeah, you just Google it. I have a website. I sell merch. So yeah, any support from you guys is greatly appreciated. And yeah, I can't thank you enough, dude. You're, you're the man. So keep doing what you're doing as well. And I'm sure we'll do Maybe we do another one eventually too. I'd, I'd love to come on anytime and hang out. Well, I appreciate it, dude. Thank you so much. I'll let you roll because uh, I want to be respectful of your time, man. But yeah, keep doing your thing as well, man. It really means a lot to me that you took the time to do this and that you were kind enough to reschedule. And, uh, you know, just as somebody who is really tight with my grandpa, too, I think it's really cool. You're doing you're doing everything as a tribute to your dad and your grandpa, man. That means that means a lot to me because like family is everything to me. Like I said, I wear I wear my grandpa's necklace every single day and I, I keep him with me when I do this stuff, dude. So I really appreciate the kind words, man. My man, dude, again, thank you for everything. And um, yeah, let's let's keep in touch, dude. And I appreciate it. You're welcome, man. Have a great rest of the week and a great week, dude. All right, my man, you as well. it that was my conversation with joe lana jr aka the cowboy drummer of dropout kings make sure you go follow him on instagram at the cowboy drummer you can also find him at the cowboy drummer on all of his socials the website is the all of the links will be in the podcast description for this episode there's a lot of fun things coming up in the dropout kings camp if you guys haven't heard their single hey uh it goes crazy they also just released I guess you could say a new spin or a reimagining of Head P.E.'s Bartender, which came out back in the day. And uh, they just teamed up with Head P.E. and DJ Lethal for Bartenders, which uh, came out super sick. It's awesome. They've got a split EP coming out with Head P.E. at the end of May, I believe on the 27th, called Last One Standing. They're playing U-Fest in Phoenix this weekend. So as of hearing this podcast, I believe it's April 24th. Dropout Kings is going to be playing U-Fest, and that's like a hometown show for them in Phoenix, so I'm sure that's going to be amazing. Then they're playing So What Music Fest at the end of May in Texas. They also have a tour coming up with Lil Xan and Saving Vice and some other bands, man. So 
you know, that crossover audience with Lil Xan is going to be awesome. I love the dudes in Saving Vice. I've had Tyler and Robbie on this show. If you're not familiar with Saving Vice and you're into some awesome, just gnarly metalcore, they're right up your alley. So a lot of great things happen in the Dropout Kings camp, man. And so I just want to say thank you again to Joe for coming on the podcast. I had such an awesome time talking with you, man. And I really appreciate the kind words that you shared with me at the end of the, the show, dude. Like I'm going to, I'm going to keep those with me um, and hold those close because I know you've really worked hard to get where you are and uh, it takes time and nothing happens overnight. And uh, I feel like all of us get messages from the universe and like we talked about, um, just ask, you know, but also I, I feel like, you know, God and the universe come through us in different ways and, and I think ultimately lead us to where we're supposed to go. And so when I get, you know, positive feedback genuinely from people when they come on the podcast or people who listen to the podcast. It really means a lot to me because I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But at the same time, when it, when it kind of gets reaffirmed from other people, it just, um, it just gives you more and more confidence to continue to go in the direction of your dreams and stay on the path that you're on. So, uh, from the bottom of my heart, Joe, I really appreciate you coming on the show and I'm just, uh, I'm so proud of you, man. I'm proud of you for how far you've come and I'm, I'm really sorry for the loss of your father and your gramp, but at the same time, I'm I'm so excited for you that you've uh, you've taken, you know, what you went through with your struggles with addiction, and you took the pain of your loss um, of your dad and your gramp, and really have made a tribute, you know, to those guys. You know, for those of you who don't know, Joe's got the cowboy drummer logo tattooed right on his hand. So literally, when he's playing, he sees that man when he's behind the kit going crazy. So, um, you know, just like he and I were talking, you know, about how much my grandpa means to me and. For those of you who have been uh, listening to this show for a long time, and this isn't your first episode, I wear my Gramps necklace every single day. One of my favorite human beings I've ever known in my life, and uh, had him for 23 years. And there's not a day that goes by, even though I'm 34 now, that I don't think about him. I keep his picture with me every single episode that I do this podcast. And so, for Joe to uh, to take the loss of of you know the the older men in his life that really meant something to him. And, and uh, turn it into a positive, I think, is just a beautiful thing. And I think it's a message to all of you out there, whatever you're going through right now, man, uh, if it's drug addiction, if it's um, something else entirely, heartbreak, death, pain, job loss, just the craziness of the world that we're in today, if that stuff has you down, man, I really hope that this episode is something that you hold close, not to toot my own horn because that's not what I'm on right now when I'm saying all this, but it's just know that there are people that you see out there who are successful or as as we say sometimes oh look at she's killing it he's killing it you know and they don't know the backstory and that's what this podcast is about too you know is to show you guys like hey yeah Joe's killing it on social media right now the cowboy drummer band or brand rather is uh it's it's in a great spot you know and it's growing every single day but not only is he putting in the work but this this show I hope gave you guys sort of a, a peek behind the curtain of what he's been through to get to this point. For those of you who don't know him personally and the things that he's overcome, you know, getting out of his own way and uh, overcoming addiction, and then also, you know, getting to the point in his life where he's like, man, I, drums is something that I need to do again. It's not just because of my dad and my grandpa, but I love it too, and this is something that I want to go for. And you know, he went confidently in the direction of his dreams and. Now he's in Dropout Kings, and the rest, as they say, is history. And their story, in my opinion, is is just starting with that Suburban Noise family and a band like Head P.E. who's been around forever, who really, from a distance, it seems like, is taking those guys under their wing. Uh, like I said, the bartenders reimagining is, is awesome. 
And uh, that Split EP is coming out with those guys and, and all the shows they've got coming up. They're going to be overseas Dropout Kings as well uh, later this year. So there's a lot of positive things happening, but uh, uh, struggle is involved in all of it, man. And so if you're out there and you're in that struggle right now, I just really hope that this uh, this conversation that you listen to today with Joe and myself motivates you to overcome and to persevere chase your dreams, write down your goals, hold yourself accountable to them and just put the work in. And, uh, and eventually you will, you will get where you're supposed to be. So that's what I want to leave y'all with, man. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Be good to people. I say it at the end of every show. Cause I mean it, keep the faith and be kind to one another. Um, the world is a better place when you're good to people and you go after what you love, man. So thanks again to Joe. Once again, at the cowboy drummer on Instagram, the links to all of his stuff will be in the podcast description. So just scroll to the bottom of that. Got a little tongue tied there. Scroll to the bottom of the podcast description and uh, you can get all the links to his socials. You can buy merch. I'm going to put in the links for Dropout Kings as well, man, because I love what they're doing. And if you want to follow me again, you can follow me on Instagram at March 4th pod on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is march4th.podbean.com. Like I said at the top, I hate begging for likes and subs and all that, but at the same time, man, uh, March 4th is growing, and I would love it if you guys wanted to stay aboard the pirate ship as we continue to give you guys these conversations, man. So if you would be so kind, tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. Like, subscribe. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and a review. Go to Apple, go to Spotify. You can do it, and that'll help this conversation with Joe get out to more people as well, man, so they can hear his story and get inspired. But uh, I love and appreciate everybody out there who's who's on board with this, man. Like I said, I love doing this stuff. Um, it's been a wild ride these last two years, and, and I know I'm not unique in that regard. It's It's been crazy for people all over the country, and um, not only, only in the United States here, but the world, rather, I should say. So uh, I know it's weird times that we're in, y'all, but uh, there's a lot of good people out there like Joe who are making things happen and, um, you know, giving back um, in his Rochester community, too. You know, um, it, it, that's... That's what it's all about, man, is paying it forward, you know, doing this podcast, taking time out of his day to talk with me and give you guys this episode. So just pay it forward in your life, man, and and know that it gets better. If you're struggling, whether it's heartbreak, whether it's death, whether it's addiction, um, don't be afraid to talk to somebody. Don't be afraid to seek help and uh, look in the mirror and just know that you can conquer and overcome, you know, continue to believe in yourself. Do not give up on your dreams, you know. Do not give up on what you love. If, if more people did what they loved and, and really pursued it um, and, uh, you know, d- just didn't give up on those things that really make them feel alive, I really think the world would be a better place. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing, you know what I mean, in terms of, you know, going after your dreams. I know it's tough, you know, especially if you got a family and you got kids and you got other mouths you got to feed outside of your own. Or maybe you don't have a family and kids. Maybe you're single like me, but, you know, you still got bills to pay. You still got responsibilities at your job and everything like it doesn't have to be all or nothing, you know, just in that time away from your responsibilities, when it comes to those other things in your life, pursue the things that you love. You know, if you love drawing and you've had that gift since you were a kid, don't give up on it. It's there for a reason. If you love exercising, if you love baking, if you love making music, you know, whether it's, you know, on the drum kit like Joe or playing guitar or singing, just uh, just do those things that make you happy too, man. You'll be better off for it and so will the rest of us. You know what I mean? Um, it's... Uh, it's just awesome being able to connect with people and and share our gifts with the world, man. So, um, again, really appreciate everybody listening. 
And I just hope that you all have a great week. If you get a chance, go see Dropout Kings at U-Fest, man, in Phoenix this weekend. Have some fun. Be safe and be cool to each other. So on that note, I'm going to wrap it up officially by saying keep the faith and be kind to one another. I will see you all on the next episode. And uh, I've got some fun news to share with some stuff that's happening with the podcast. So when it's official, official, I'm going to let you all know. So that's a little teaser to end this bad boy. But uh, I love you all. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Peace. Peace.